0: Welcome to the Magic Hours podcast. I'm your host, Zoe Flowers, and this is the podcast where we talk art, culture, and spirituality. And I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Welcome, welcome back to the Magic Hours. I am Zoe Flowers, and I am so excited for my conversation today. Today, we are going to be hearing from Ramona Coleman. And so Ramona is a mother, a spiritualist, a coach, an intuitive a mentor, a spiritual leader, and a reinventor of her life. She proudly leads from the heart and receives guidance from her spiritual base, her mentors, and her teachers. From a very young age, Ramona always wondered what made people tick. She always wanted to have deep conversations to get to know a person. Many times she found herself as a mediator or a spokesperson for those who could not speak for themselves. Those roles in her early life helped her to learn how to listen deeply and to ask questions that offered illumination and clarity of another's perspective. As she matured, those qualities were enhanced, developed, and refined. For over 35 years, she's lived in the role of a Lukumi priestess, spiritualist, spiritual mentor, and spiritual coach. She also spent over 30 years in the corporate arena. She achieved over the last five consecutive years of her corporate life the highest level of awards, circle of excellence as a pharmaceutical sales specialist. Now, she enjoys her time as a transformational coach, helping other people dig deep within to discover their what, when, and how of transforming their lives. Today, along with her MS in organizational leadership, she's a certified transformation coach and a member of the International Coaching Federation as a certified professional coach, ACC. She's also certified as a miracle-minded coach and has completed Oh, I didn't notice, Ramona. Compl- <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about this. Has completed a nine-month somatic abolitionist course with Rizma Menachem, which offered an examination of racism and methods of healing ourselves from the trauma of racism. So Ramona coaches from a holistic mindset, as I'm sure you can already tell from her bio, all of her many interests and the things she's been doing. She coaches from a holistic mindset, exploring mind, body, and spirit to seek answers that will bring forth transformation for all of us. So I am so excited to start this conversation with Ramona. Welcome, welcome to the Magic Hours podcast.
1: Well, thank you so much, Zoe. I appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me onto your podcast. I'm very excited. Yeah and to talk with you today.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's just mm-hmm. let's just start with I'm so curious about this miracle-minded coaching. What is that? Yeah. I
1: actually took a coursework with Marianne Williamson, where she had for miracle-minded coaching. Um it was in that it, de- it dealt with a lot with uh, a course in miracles. Um, are you familiar with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so it really, for me, deepened my own spiritual walk. And it came in at a time where um, I got to see how I could best help people, no matter what their spiritual walk was, to make that connection. Because when, as a coach, as you well know, when we coach people, it's not just what we see on the outside. The more we coach, with lifting that lid for the person to be able to see what's going on for them. And once you start lifting that lid, now we get into the deeper elements, we get into um, what is their belief system? What do they believe about their own capabilities? What do they believe about themselves? So the Miracle Mind Day coaching helped me to really intersect Whatever your walk is, whether it is Christianity, whether it is Buddhism, whether it is Yoruba, whatever it is, there's a way to connect us all spiritually.
0: Mm, thank you so much for that. And so, you know, all throughout your bio and just what I've known of you, you know, mm-hmm. this definitely this spirituality just comes bursting through you to us and you know we could feel your energy from our first conversation that we had and so i'm curious about were you always like that you know were you always like what was little ramona like
1: Uh, (laughs) ah you know it's funny because little ramona truly was the one that always listened and was um paid attention to everything that everybody did the adults the teenagers like everybody i'm so I didn't know it was curiosity. It just seemed very, very natural at the time to investigate, to look at, like, why are they doing that that way? And so I found myself that I had mentioned in my bio. I really did find myself a lot of times being selected by my classmates to be the spokesperson. Ramon is more understanding. gets <laughs> us. And at first, I never understood why. And it wasn't until much later in life that I realized that I could be very, very objective. Way before I made a real deep connection into my own spirituality, I had friends who were married who would call me, both the husband and the wife, and they would call me and have me, and I'm like, why are you guys calling me? They said, because you know how to be objective. And I think along the way by watching people, I learned that objectivity. I learned how to get there. but. Also, I grew up in a family of spiritualists. Like it was commonplace in my family and um, nothing was poo-pooed. If you said you had a dream, all the adults wanted to understand your dream and what are you dreaming about and what does that mean? And there would always be discussions. And so if you said that, you know, were, that you, had, you saw a spirit in the room nobody looked at you like you were crazy and are like, oh, stop talking like that. No. It was just definitely nurtured and it's like, well, what did they look like or what did they say? And So I grew up in a space and place where there was nothing wrong with that. Uh-huh. It, it was our norm, you know, and if someone said, you know, I, I got a message for you, we listened. You know, sometimes as a teenager, you don't take heed because, you know, you're rebelling. <laughs> but Nonetheless, my whole family, no one, as a, as a child, I could talk to an adult and tell them, you know, I heard this thing. And they may not tell you how it connects into their lives, but they would listen because they looked at it as a warning. That was very helpful for me as I continued to go up. So that was a little bit of little Mona, you know, like I, so I felt very assured to say the thing to say. And I, and I felt comfortable And looking at a situation and being able to be objective and tell what I saw as a truth and ask them questions. At that time, I had no idea I was embarking on coaching um, when I was younger. But um, it seems that was what God set me up to do, actually. You know, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, wow. And what a blessing to have that. Because so many people that just in my life that i've known spiritually and even people i've talked to on the podcast mm. and really have that yeah. experience especially people mm-hmm. who i've interviewed who um were deeply christian and, mm-hmm. and had certain gifts if their gifts of prophecy were within the realm of christianity then it was welcomed but mm-hmm. if they started to delve into other religions and other beliefs and things like that yeah. it was not they did not have yeah. that experience and so yeah it's been a lot of um, unlearning for for many people, probably mm-hmm. people I've talked to with these kind of gifts.
1: Yeah, yeah. I always advise people to not do that to the children. When your children are telling you about their dreams, that this is a blessing, it's a gift. And we all, we all have the ability. We all have the gift. The problem is, as you just spoke to, when we're young, they start shutting it off. They start saying, no, 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 you can't do that. But there isn't a spiritual walk that doesn't do it. Like even in Catholicism, Christianity, Judaism, all of it, there's an element of that there, they call it by different names, but there's an element of that there that is acceptable. And um, some people are nurtured through it, you know, depending on, their type of society within that religious house, you know, um, but it's there. So it's it's well known that we are all gifted with it. Everybody has an opportunity. I've done spiritual development with people, and really have a, awakened within people this connectivity to their own spirit guides, and they're amazed at how dead on they are. They're amazed at the truth of it. I said, for no other reason, you don't have to become the next uh, spiritual leader, but at least help yourself. You know, you can help your family. You can sit down and and gain wisdom from, from what you hear from your spirit guides, from that connection. And if you're not that open to it, then in your dream world, they will tell you. The first really profound dream I had. And it's funny because over the holidays, I was talking with my brother and his family um, and we were talking about our our youthfulness. And uh, we brought up an incident that had occurred to him um, in his teenage years. I had dreamt the whole incident down to how my mother found out that he was in trouble. Um, I had dreamt it all like a couple of weeks before it actually happened. And when it actually happened, it was kind of really weird for me. Um, because I saw myself enacting a role that was in the dream. And then my mother, I had the only person I had shared it with was my mother. And she said, Oh, tell your brother. And I was like, Can hey, you go listen to me? <laughs> you know, and I kept on about my business. And surely, surely it happened exactly as it did in the dream. So I always I I really tried to suggest to people and really try to convince them that it's not a bad thing and when your child is expressing their gifts that if even if you don't understand it don't make them feel like they're doing something horrible you know just sit there and listen to them and say oh my goodness well thank you for sharing and keep it going because that's their gift they're already not understanding why this is happening especially if They hear spirits or see spirits. And people, by the way, would think, oh, they're schizophrenic. And yes, we do understand that there's a realm of that in the world. But I think as a parent, you know when your child is having some sort of mental break and -hmm. when your child is not. Mm -hmm. And when your child is standing there looking at you, saying, I dreamt about grandma and they never met grandma but they can describe to the t how she spoke little things that she said on and on
2: Mm.
1: don't poo poo it help them to develop that you know it's a beautiful thing
0: and so you had dreams and Do you, was that your first um dream that you remembered like that, or were, did you have dream yeah. from a young young person?
1: No, no, no. That's the first dream I remembered like that. Mm-hmm. It was so profound, so powerful, and then it was enacted. It actually happened. Okay. The person in my family was my sister, who I grew up with. Her. <laughs> Seeing um, spirit, she saw my grandmother, my father's mother. Um, um, and none of us had ever met her. And she died giving birth to my dad. Mm-hmm. And when she described the woman she was talking to in the bedroom, because it happened to be my uncles were there, and my father comes from a very large family. And they were like, Well, who are you talking to? And when she described who she was talking to, they were like, Oh my God, that was our mother. And um, so if, this is what I say that this happens in my family. Nobody denied any one person with a gift, but, you know, when you have, as a child, when you have one person that is is doing it, you're like, oh, she's the one, and I would get so upset, because she always saw spirits sitting on my bed, and I couldn't understand that, and I would tell my mother, why aren't they ever sitting on her bed? They want to talk to her, not to me, so it took a lot of years before, like, they found a way in to communicate with me as well, and so I was like, Oh, I think I was about twenty when I had that dream. Yeah, when I had that dream, I was about twenty years old. And um, before that, I I don't have any recollection of me personally, but I have recollections of my sister and other family members and my grandmother. So it was just a norm. It was just a norm. So um, yeah, it was helpful to me. It it, it gave me a foundation, and uh, not to. Be afraid to connect in and speak my truth about it, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know if you hear the bird, the crow, but there's a crow that's mm-hmm. crowing non stop talking about speaking the <laughs> truth. I don't know what truth the crow is speaking, but it is, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it must have just wanted okay, and now it, because now it stopped, oh, yes, it started again, it started again, okay,
2: but, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: So who, so I love that you talked about setting your foundation because I'm curious about who you see yourself as in the world now.
2: Hmm.
1: That's a nice question. Um, I really just see myself as a spiritual healer, um, as a spiritual mentor. Like I understand that my gift is to help uplift others and connect them into their gift. And, um, you know, I follow, I really am very much guided by spirit. And so um, like I follow the messages I hear and I ask them to um, connect me in so to speak to those who teach me, where can I learn more? And so I have watched them get me into different webinars and stuff that all of a sudden I find myself in a class, an energy class or a healing class. And I'm like, oh, this is wonderful. But I realize these are things that I need to learn to incorporate with what I do now, along with my coaching, along with my healing. Um, So in the world, I really feel that I am walking on my path. Mm. And uh, I find it really very... I don't know what word I want to use now. I want to say, I was going to say interesting, but it's beyond interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like I've had a lot of validation that this is my truth. And like I've gone to someone who did a numerology thing and this woman tied into so much of the walk that I was in at the moment. And she was like, oh no, you're on the right path. And my path was all about the clarity. That's when I had just finished doing Miracle-Minded uh, Coaching with Marianne Williamson, and I was looking at how am I using all of this? Am I putting it, you know, by packaging myself correctly to be able to reach a good number of people, to be able to help them in whatever way I can with this. And this woman, like, broke down, oh, you should be a spiritual, you should be doing that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do that, I do that. And then she just went in deeper and deeper and deeper. And I was like, okay, there's a validation for sure. And then I'm all about astrology as well. And I had it another woman had an astrology meeting that I go to her usually every two years, three years or so. And um, she also, you know, reaffirmed all of that. These women don't know each other, you know. So it was very much confirmation for me. And I've had in a few other areas where it's confirmation. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And I really believe that when you get to this space in life, whatever your age, that you have to walk through with confidence. You can't let other people's opinions or thoughts shake you. you know, Because when you start to worry, when you start to doubt yourself, when you start going into that realm, what you do is you um, diminish the connection that you can have with your spirit guides. And it's like, God is opening up a path for you. Just walk on it. Mm-hmm. Just walk on it. Don't be afraid. And and don't listen to other people who don't understand who you are. Mm-hmm. And all my choices in life, I've always felt like I know what I'm doing for me. And I'm going to stand behind this until the wheels fall off, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? And at some point you go, okay, that wasn't the best choice I could have made. But I still stand behind why I made the choice. And you have to have confidence in who you are as a person to be able to truly walk in that light, you know. And we all have different issues depending on the traumas that we have to live through in this lifetime. Um, But there is, in your core, a knowing. And I always tell people, you know, this is my calling and I know like I know like I know. This is my calling. This is what I'm meant to do. And I have been doing it for so many years on many different levels. So, yeah. Thank you for the question.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, thank you for the answer. I'm curious about this, um, from your perspective, this knowing in your core. Mm -hmm. Was that something that you always had? No, ma'am not at all. I wish I could say yes, but no, I've grown into this.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, When when I first started out, it was more about developing myself, educating myself, reading, um, trying to have an understanding of this walk that wasn't walking away from me, and um, it wasn't changing. It didn't matter. What I did as a career didn't matter. Who I was around, who who were my, who were the people I was entertaining and entertained by. It didn't matter, you know, like this thing never went away, this core. So what happened was I started pouring back into myself. And the more I back into myself, the stronger it got. The stronger it got for me, the more solid it became for me. So it so I am definitely in that space of. I know it's supposed to happen for me in that realm, in that walk, on that path. And there's so much more still to come for me. It's not over, but I trust and believe that it's there before me. Does that make sense?
0: It makes perfect sense. And I'm I'm curious about some of the ways for people who are listening who may not know what it means to pour into themselves. Mm. What could that look like for people?
1: Mm -hmm. For me to pour into myself, is to constantly gain information on that spiritual realm. I read a lot. I go to, um, I do spiritual work for myself. I do spiritual cleanings for myself. I, um, you know, I go and have a spiritual reading. You know, I will, um, I will do meditations. I will do visualization. I will sit and speak with my deities as I have spoken to you, I had said to you, I am a priestess of Wukumi. And I have been initiated for 35 years as a Omo Oshun. And so that has brought great joy into my life, great um, information into my life. So the way I pour into myself is a constant learning to help myself grow. I'm very much on the path and the belief that I am a spiritual being having a very human experience. And if you could understand the difference that that human experience isn't everything you are, that you are so much more, and then that's where the knowing steps in mm. and your walk looks different. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: And so you said you're a priestess of Lukumi. Do you want to talk about what that is for people who might not know? Sure,
1: no problem. Um, Lukumi is the European uh, system of Orishas and deities. I was initiated as a child of Oshun. Some people call her the river goddess. Um, And there are other names that they give Oshun, but in my world, she is just Oshun. I was initiated under her. She's what's considered my mother, and takes care of me. And um, as a child of Orisha, there's so much, I'm like thinking, where do I begin with that? Because it's been 35 years. And in that, I have discovered when you um, get initiated, you receive what is known as an Ita. And an Ita is really a reading of your life. It's the benefit of having a conversation between you and Alodumare, God, and Yorisha through Yorisha. And they come and they tell you so many things to help you. Um, It's like a map for your life, the things that work for you and don't work for you, the things that you should eat and the things you you should stay away from. And the the things that maybe work for you may not work for me, but the Ita helps you to stay on that same right road so that you are constantly elevating yourself. And and um, how can I say this? Getting spiritual growth, if that makes sense. Because that's what we're here for. And so you will have people who will um, choose a life path, a spiritual life path, and that part of it, like some people, they become Catholics. And after they become Catholics, they become Buddhists. After they become Buddhists, they become something. Because they're in search of their own divinity. They're in search of their own spiritual walk. And they keep going until they find something that they feel in their heart. And they get to go, I know like I know like I know, this is my walk. Mm-hmm. And that's how it was for me with Lukumi. Mm. And I say, oh, I don't have to go any further. This is it. I'm home. And um, my life hasn't been the same, of course, Mm. but it's been enriched. It has been very much enriched. I have seen miracles happen. I have been a part of miracles happening. Mm. Um, There's so much to say there, (laughs) Mm. you know. And um, so I don't want to say anything that makes, like, your audience may have 10, 20 other questions that I can't get to because I'm on this path, but um, it's very filling and it's my devotion. And as I said, I have been initiated 35 years and um, in that process, I've never regretted Mm. um, initiating and walking in this path. It has been um, an illuminating path for me, Mm. you know, including all the people that I connect with, all the people that have helped me grow, all the people that I have helped grow, um, you know, all the teachers, the mentors, every day I, I stand in gratitude of the service of the mentors and the teachers and the messengers who have walked the path with me this lifetime,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, we're all in service to each other that way.
0: Mm. I love it. I love it. There's so many questions there that I would love to delve into more, but we'll have that in our private conversation.
1: Of course. <laughs>
0: Sorry, audience. <laughs> this is what happens. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yes. And I loved what you said about like people who go from different things. They're searching mm-hmm. for their divinity. hmm what do you yeah. think separates people from finding or believing in their divinity?
2: Wow, that's a good question.
1: Wow, that might be a very long topic. <laughs> but for me personally, yeah. my own personal opinion is that lack of faith, number one lack of faith,
2: mm.
1: not understanding. That your spiritual being having a human experience, and a lot of people get lost in that human experience. Um, part of the walk here, this lifetime on Earth, is about the growth of your soul, and so in you, you can get if you imagine you come, you're an enlightened being, and you come in and you put on this clothing of humanness and as you put the clothing on parts of it is heavier than other parts parts of it is denser than other parts and as time goes by you're dragging this humanness you're being a part of the society and you kind of forget where you came from and you go through life looking and looking and looking for something that starts to resonate with your soul this lifetime for you to be connected into. And because of the humanness, because of this coat, this outfit, everything that's there, um, it starts to stunt your growth a little bit. It starts to make you um, how can I say this? You, you, You walk around feeling like you're out of the light. Like you're just walking in the darkness and there's no one that can help you. And you have a why me attitude and you have a I can't do it with this anymore. And this is not to say that some people's um, stressors are very real and very heavy. Yeah. It's part of the human existence. Yeah. But sometimes it overtakes them. Yeah. And they have, they keep going. And God bless them. I'm happy. You know, that I say God bless them, but maybe a source bless them. Whatever they feel is their highest power, because they keep going in search of. So they find it and then they don't look anymore. You know, then they say, Okay, here is where I need to be this lifetime. This is what's gonna energize me, this is what's gonna feed me spiritually. And I think everybody needs something. Yeah. Everybody needs something that feeds them spiritually. Okay. I'm not gonna knock your walk because it's what is helping you grow this lifetime for whatever period of time that you are in that process. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that resonates. That's one of the reasons um, that I returned to yoga this summer after many years of not doing it, like mm-hmm. decades. Mm-hmm. Um, because I went to see this guy, and um, he's a he's a he calls himself a magician and a talisman maker. So I went for a okay. talisman. I never got the talisman, but that's another okay. Story, folks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But I guess I got something else, which was fine, Um, Mm -hmm. but more than fine. He said, um, you need a system. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: He was like, you need a system.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. And
2: for me, Reiki and Tarot Mm -hmm.
0: felt like the appropriate system.
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely that makes sense to me that makes sense to me and excuse me you will be within that system until if if mm-hmm. and
1: when something moves you up further yeah and up further i don't know what that further is yeah but just like you went away from it when you came back to it because yeah. you needed a system and that's what made sense yeah because you know with tarot That was something my sister was very gifted with also. Mm. Um, It still is, it still is. But um, what she told me one time um, was that tarot was another way of speaking with guides and that the people that sit before you need that form Mm -hmm. to be able to receive the messages that they need to receive for themselves. Absolutely. You know, so when you read Tarot, you are connected in with your spirit guides mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and their spirit guides.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah that's how absolutely. I start my readings.
0: Yeah, I start my readings by doing a meditation mm-hmm. and we go to a bridge and their spirit guides and my spirit guides we meet on the bridge. Mm-hmm. That's no. how I start. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, that's mm-hmm. perfect. That's perfect. So when he said
1: you needed a system, just hearing you say how you begin tells me, oh, she found her system that is working for her. Mm -hmm. And then going back into the yoga is excellent because that's all about the connectivity to body and mind, Mm
2: -hmm. you know, and
1: spirit. And there's so many things that you can do like uh, through yoga that will open up your chakras, open up more channels for you to be closer to the divine spirit. I mean, like, so yeah, you found your system. I love that.
0: Yeah. And it's so much more than the, it's so much more than the poses, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. You know, there's systems Absolutely. that are just about singing, which I didn't know before I went to the training. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. doing the mantras for me yes. takes mm-hmm. me to uh, just another place. Yes. And so it's, but it's really important for, and I agree with you, like, I'm sure there'll be something Mm -hmm. else that, that shows up that will, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, Mm -hmm. but for right now in this moment in time, it's definitely working.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's an excellent thing. I, I did khalilini yoga. I became a yogi um, through it. I just don't do it for anyone else. It's, you know, a practice for myself. And then some things happened that I haven't been able to do my yoga practice for a while, but my spirit guides have been a little bit of of, of like pulling my hair kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> like good. Start that, do that. You need okay. to be doing that, you know. And so it's so funny because a lot of the things that um, they have led me to like get more involved with this, become more um, able to speak on that, like chakras and stuff. And then I, I'll hear somebody lead back to, me, and I was like, oh my God, I know that already. <laughs> you know. And it's yeah. like, they go, yeah, 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 you're supposed to be doing that. And I was like, yeah, this looks like a setup.
2: <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> but in the end of the day, these are the things that begin to open us up and spiritually, just like prayer. I tell people all the time, you don't have to get into the dogma of prayer. You don't have to be rote. If there's a prayer from a book that excites you and you love saying that prayer, say it all day and night. Yeah. But a prayer is nothing more than conversation yeah. with God. Yeah. And so you can say anything like, God, thank you. That I One of the things I say every morning is I'm grateful for the very first blessing of my day, which is the breath of life. Mm. And I go through a whole thing of gratitude. That's how I open up my day. And then it's a conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever's happening in the world, God, are you looking at this? This is so crazy that we're in this space. I'm going to ask you to please, God, save those people. I especially like to pray for people who have been caught up in instant trauma, like when the hurricanes come through Mm -hmm. and they take everything you know away from you. It's like um, one minute you have a home, the next minute it's gone. Yeah. S- same thing as people who go to a nightclub and someone shoots everybody. Yeah. You know, their their family members, there's so much pain there. Yeah. The people who are gone forever, for the people who are now, life has changed because the bullet that entered their body disfigured them or caused them some other uh, stress in life. Yeah. The trauma of being in a situation and the family you know you can't forget the trauma that the family experiences and for anybody who loses any parent i don't care how old you are when you lose a child it is devastating it is beyond that and when your child leaves you in such a rapid way that you never even had an opportunity to recognize that this was your last moment you know it's not like Um, I don't want to compare it to anything, but it's the suddenness. It's the suddenness of the death. So I often pray for those that are left behind to be able to deal with that, to be able to have God's grace in their life and to heal their heart. Not to forget anything, but to heal them, whatever that means for that person, to offer them healing. Prayer is a very powerful tool. It's a communication and if you can have a conversation where you can um say thank you offer gratitude and then ask for help for others it, it's it's a, it's a big deal and of course for yourself if you are really in need of something you know um you could you could pray on that this, I, I could go into so many other areas because you know, that was one of the ways I've manifested some of the things that are going on in my life today through prayer.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I would do the same prayer every day, every day at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. And it's like some people look at it as, oh, there's magic. No, this is your connection with God. Mm-hmm. There isn't a, a book, a Bible, a Quran, or anything on this planet that says God threw you here and said, be gone, do what you gotta do. No, it's always that he wants you to have an enriched life. He wants you to grow. He wants you to have what you need. And we, in our own space of humanness and doubting, um, sometimes forget how to ask for the help. I
0: I think we forget how to ask, but I also think that the way religion has been Doled out to people, mm-hmm. particularly mm-hmm. people of color, particularly unidentified oh, yeah. people, particularly LGBTQI mm-hmm. plus people. The separation feels it's so painful.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and to say God, people will yeah. immediately shut down. Yeah. Without understanding, I agree. well, that could be a tree. Like, okay, I, right? You could go, yeah. talk to the tree, talk to the plant, talk to something mm-hmm. else and i'm reading i'm reading this great book right now called um the great cosmic mother so like i wish i could show it to you it's like um the ancient women's religions or something like that it's like mm-hmm. the best book and it's okay. things that we know, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. that women mm-hmm. we started everything but mm-hmm. um but it really talks about the separation and mm-hmm. the separation of us from ourselves, yes, from yeah. Mother Earth, from mm-hmm. each other, from mm-hmm. our divinity like it just mm-hmm. really goes like just so in depth with it. And um, so it's really hard for people to see God within yeah. themselves, yeah, when it's been marketed the way <laughs> it has been, you know. Mm-hmm. For a very specific oh, reason. Like it's not an accident. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And I agree with that as well. That's what you know, on the top of our conversation or somewhere close to top, I said, you know, look, like, I don't knock your walk right. because it's where you find yourself right now. And if that's what's filling you. Yeah. If that's what's filling you spiritually, then do that walk. But for me, I started out in Catholicism. Yeah and realized that, oh no, I realized very early on, like as soon as I graduated from elementary school, eight years of Catholicism with nuns would make you start to question a lot of things, you know? And a lot of it was because I couldn't understand that God would allow the things that happened that I witnessed with my own eyes to occur. And then I saw as a 13 year old, I could see where they were not in alignment with what they what they preached it was disturbing for me so i went around for a good period of time it's just an agnostic I, you know i believe there's something i just don't know what it is and Mm. i can't believe everything they taught me
2: Mm. and then
1: you know slowly slowly i always knew god was there and um and then I found this African-based religion, and it touched my soul. That's local me. It was like everything. Wow. And everything about it made sense to me. And it was like really, uh, it's, it's you know, they work so hard to make you believe what they believe.
0: That's right. What
1: they want you to That's believe. That's right. And then when you go and you allow yourself, like you were saying, when you deal with Mother Earth, when you actually deal with the elements, when you are connected in beyond what somebody else is telling you has to be, that's when you can resonate for yourself. Where should I be? What should I be doing? Mm-hmm. And for me, this African-based religion it was like, oh, hold on. It's older than
2: Catholicism.
1: It's, it's got so much more. And um, it resonated so much for me. I never went back. I never went back, but I don't knock anybody's walk, you know. Mm -hmm. I have friends who are Catholics, I have friends who, you know, love the church and Mm -hmm. they do their Sunday thing Mm -hmm. and God bless you. I'm happy for you, you know. Um, but this this works for me and truly has worked for thirty-five years for me. Yeah. Thirty-five years is it's I can't I can't um, really express enough how important it is for each and every one of us to find the spirit that walks, that resonates for yes. us. Yes. Find that walk.
0: That's right.
1: I, it, it may not be Lukumi for you. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm okay with that. Do you? Because this lifetime, my spirit chose to find Lukumi. And go back to an Asian religion. And so it works for me. It's what my spirit came here to seek out. Mm. This is what, this is the walk that I can take and be assured.
2: Mm. That this
1: is the right walk.
2: So when
1: you know that, again, back to I know, like I know, like I know, mm. like you don't waver when you can be in a space that no one can push you out of then you have found your home you have it's not about the people it's about what you understand and connect to spiritually it's about um what is resonating within you how how do you it's very hard to explain Mm -hmm. because for me it is just so profound it was just so profound. And um I have never been misguided by Orisha. I have never been misguided by my spirit guides. I have never been misguided by a lofi, uh, Lodumare, God, you know. Uh and even in all of that, you're given advice, you're told, listen, Ramona, try not to eat, um, try not to to eat eggs. <laughs> try not to I was actually told it would be best for me not to drink tap water. And yeah. I was like, what? This was so many years ago, like so many years ago. Okay. Oh, I was kind of crazy. It was before everybody was on the bottled water hype. Yeah. And I trusted and believed and started doing. And when you look around in different states and throughout, you see this, it can't the water. If if it's going into a community of people, um, who don't have a lot of resources mm-hmm. and that poisoning is going into their community, nobody cares, mm-hmm. you know? So when I look at it now, I said, okay, I don't know how it might've shown up, where I would have gone, that, that water might have affected me negatively. Mm-hmm. So I followed and trusted and believed. And just from what I see outside of myself, I'm like, yeah, there's a problem out there with the water. Do I tell everybody else, don't drink the water? Maybe they won't be in a space or place where it's de- uh, detrimental for them. Mm-hmm. But I know it was told to me. Mm-hmm. And uh and and so you have to walk with that kind of assuredness. You have to work with that level of confidence that what's being told to you is not a whole lot of um hooey bluey.
2: Yes. And no. Just like anyone who
1: who does um the sacraments in the Catholic religion, and you know, when you go for your first Holy Communion, when you baptize your child, all of that is meaningful for the parent. You know, all of that, they, they believe what they're doing is what's going to resonate for them and their child, and they do it until the child makes a decision. This doesn't resonate for me anymore. It got me here. It got me to the age of 21, 25, 30, whatever it is. But now I'm feeling it's not enough. Yeah. I, I'm going to go and start looking. And those are the ones that you see will seek out something else. And they may land in Buddhism. They may land in um,
2: Judaism.
1: They may land in uh, Lukumi. They may land, honey, there are so many places for them to land. Yeah. And they go, this is it. This is where I feel enriched. This is where I feel my soul is being
2: poured into. Because yeah. that's important. That's yeah. important yeah yeah
0: and I wonder about one of the things I was thinking as an offering to people just a few moments ago mm-hmm. is to look at the times when you were pulled out of certain situations, mm-hmm. thinking about the human experience, thinking about our yeah. example, guys and it's like even if you're feeling disconnected out there, like right now on December twelfth think about the times that you were pulled out of a situation Mm
2: -hmm. and maybe
0: let yourself get curious about where that came from yeah and and it's like just let yourself be curious about something other than what's right in front of you that's Mm -hmm. that's yeah
2: perfect that's perfect that's
1: that's a great way to invite people to just look.
0: Just, look. just take
1: a minute and look mm-hmm. at what's going on. Mm-hmm. And and also recognizing the blessings.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: for a very, very long time I even taught my sons like always try to look for the silver lining, even if it's something that looks bad in the moment. Yeah. Look for the silver lining. About two years ago now, I think no, maybe a year and a half. I had a very bad accident on the highway. And um I was disoriented, you know, like anybody has an accident, you hit your head, you know, like the adrenaline, all of that. And let me tell you one of the things, and I had to tell people, yes, I had this accident, it it really disrupted my shoulders, my neck. I had a lot of injury. But what I did take notice of is all the help that I received on that highway. All the people, there wasn't a lot lot of people coming out of their cars or anything, but the the two other drivers who were involved in the accident were um, kind. They didn't come out cussing and caring. I didn't cause the accident, but um, one of them did. And, but they were all like, okay, let me help you. Are you okay? You know, all of that. And then when I finally had to get off of the roadway, this truck it was these things you can't make up this Mm -hmm. truck actually stopped Mm -hmm. you know and how he knew I was I guess because he saw me get back in the car get behind the wheel the truck stopped which forced everybody behind him to stop and everybody on the side to stop because they couldn't see what was going on before the the truck Mm -hmm. right and so because that truck stopped that I was able to move my car over to the side of the road and get off the highway without further injury mm-hmm. and like I, you know like that I was so thankful like the next day cuz that day you know I was just so in the what is what has happened you know kind of thing but I realized I started telling people that that was the silver lining of that moment mm-hmm. that nothing further occurred and I didn't have to be even further stressed about how am I getting out of here? You know, the police hadn't even come, you know, they don't show up like they used to anymore. You have to be on the road bleeding and dying for them to show up with multiple calls, but that's neither here nor there. It was that opportunity for someone to be kind Mm -hmm. that I saw that in that moment. Mm -hmm. And there were other things that um, came from that, that I looked at as a blessing that was offered to me. So you have to take a moment to understand when you are being blessed, Yeah, when you are being blessed. And it's not always a car accident,
2: Yeah, you know,
1: sometimes it's a very small thing. Um, someone comes in, you're lost in an area you don't know and somebody is kind enough to direct you exactly where you need to go.
2: Absolutely.
1: You know, like uh, you see a kind face. Uh, somebody helps you, I was once on a train um, and you know, the New York City trains, Lord have mercy. Yeah. And it was an outdoor train, and I'm sitting on the edge, you know, the door is open. And I'm sitting there, and this guy gets on, and whatever problems he had going on, they were there. They, they, you, you knew that something was going on, and he started smoking. And so, and the smoke was like, I couldn't breathe. And I'm asthmatic. This other man on the train, he didn't know me. I never saw him before. Made the man stop smoking. Mm-hmm. Made the man stop smoking. And I was so grateful. And then stood there and looked at the man like, are you crazy? You know, like you're blowing the smoke at heart. Mm-hmm. And whatever was going on in his mind, I don't know. Because I knew that this wasn't somebody who just got off from work and had, you know, just a right. lip of cigarette. No, something else was going on in his mind. So now the man realizes he's getting off the train before this guy. So I'm still, I'm going to be on the train with the guy. And when he got off the doors closed and the guy looked at him, he gave him such a stare down. Mm. And do you know that man did not bother me all the way to my stop?
2: Mm.
1: He did not bother me. Those are the blessings, those little, little things that somebody else might not have noticed. Yeah. You know, that was a moment where I felt looked after, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, you know, I like the invitation that you offered to people to just, just look and go. Yeah, often I say, oh, but for the grace of God, (laughs) you know, I'm I'm very, um, are there things in my life I would like to see happen? Of course there are, you know, of course there are. Um, I'm no different than everyone else. It's just that I'm very, um, I can notice all my blessings. I can see how they come. I watch how I have prayed and manifested things. I can see how um, things show up for my family members, how they are blessed. My friends, how they are blessed. You know, and when something happens and they tell me their story, I pick out for them and go, did you see the blessing? Did you?" And they go, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. You know, no matter the war, no matter whether they're uh, Catholic, no matter whether they're part of me, whether they're not even, you know, involved with anything, you know, they always acknowledge Yes, I see that. That's a bless. Okay, I see what you're saying. I see you, Ramona. I see you. So just look at it. You know, just look. It helps you to be happier. It helps you not to feel so lost and alone.
0: Yeah. When
1: there are so many out here that feel just that way.
0: Yeah, and it helps if you're just starting your manifestation process. Mm-hmm. Track the things. So that's, yes. that's something that I do. I mean, I used to write them down. I don't really do that that much anymore. Sometimes mm-hmm. I did write down. I did write down some things that happened when I was in Costa Rica, mm-hmm. every and, and something happened to like this week, and I was like, Oh, I gotta write that down. So mm-hmm. it's like if you are praying and manifesting two separate things, people, yeah, mm-hmm. pray and manifesting,
2: mm-hmm.
0: look for the blessings, right? So mm-hmm. that's the one instruction, and right. then when something happens, write it down, don't, yes. it up to a coincidence, don't, yes. don't diminish. blessings also like write it down, record it on your phone, like just Mm -hmm. take note of it. Because the thing about it Mm -hmm. is just like I was saying with my offering, when you start getting into if you get into a lull again, guess what? You have your blessings written down. So you can go back and read what spirit did for you before. That's
1: right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then you have a moment to be grateful again for that little blessing. Exactly. to be grateful that this day that you no longer have food in the house that somebody came by and brought you a meal that they had cooked they thought about you and said hey i brought this to you i wanted you to try it out they didn't know that you were hungry yeah you know it's it's those little ones that build up and like you said if you write them down if you take notice of them if you, if you show some gratefulness they continue to build up. Yeah. They continue to happen. You continue to notice them. And then you realize, oh I am walking in the light. Yeah. God sees me. Spirit sees me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's it's relevant. It's important, I yeah. think, for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, it's my thing. I could talk all day. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So as we begin to come to a close Mm-hmm. You talked about your manifesting and things like that. Um, is there anything else that we've given people some little, little, little tips about manifesting? Is there mm-hmm. anything else that you might want to, just some words of wisdom around? Wow.
1: Yeah. I would say for sure, for sure, do your best to have faith, mm-hmm. to believe that you are special. To believe that you are cared for, I think is really important. And along with everything else we've said, like you just listed a couple of things. So One of the things I would want people to do is examine their limited beliefs.
2: Mm.
1: Examine why do you believe that thing?
2: How do you know that that is true? You know, when you say, I can't, why can't you? What's in your way? What is stopping you? Mm -hmm.
1: I don't believe that God is a God. Well, why not? Look around this earth. Look at all the mysteries, things that you can't, you don't, nobody knows how that happened. (laughs) Okay? So how about that? Go take a visit to the Grand Canyon. Exactly. That is something to behold. Yeah. But take a minute to think about your limited beliefs In however you can, even if it's in a very small section of your life and world. Think about that. If it has to do with your work, if it has to do with your children, with your partnerships, uh, your lack of partnerships, with your entrepreneurship, with um, uh, living, uh, having peace in your soul, your spirituality, whatever. What is that thing that you believe
2: is true? And is it true? Examine it. Mm -hmm. Look at it. Yeah. Because that also will help you open
1: up to more things. Yeah. To more things. So,
2: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Well, so um, last two questions. Okay. Um, How can people find you? And what kind of services can you provide people with? Yeah.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, let me say, you can find me. I have a website. It's www.deepwithintransformation.com. And you can reach me that way. You can send an email to me, Ramona, at deepwithintransformation.com. Um, and through that you can fill out I have a a thing you can fill out if you're interested in the service, I offer coaching I offer uh, I do spiritual readings uh, through Spirit Guide I also do uh, readings through Lukumi system which is the Lagoon reading I do that, I also offer classes um, to help you get connected to your guide, in fact I'm finishing up uh, spirit, what I call spiritual development class. And I have a beginner level and an intermediate level. The intermediate levels uh, those who have a little bit of gift that they know, but they're trying to expand. Um, they won't see that on my website yet. But if they send me an email saying they have an interest, then I will put them on a list. I will get back to them and let them know when the next class is so that they can join in for the class.
0: Okay. And,
1: uh, yeah.
2: That's it for now. All right, class. All right,
0: class. (laughs) So, y'all heard that. Y'all heard that. You have the information. You know what to do. And again, Ramona, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to have this conversation today. I know that people will find it edifying. And that this message will just grow and grow and grow and grow and and go out and touch those that need to be touched. So thank thank you. Thank
1: you for having me. Yes, I appreciate it. It was
0: so good. I enjoyed it all. I really did. Thank you. It was great. And so thank you all again for listening. I am Zoe Flowers. This is The Magic Hours, and I will talk with you soon. Bye.